Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Thank you for joining us back. We would like to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors, Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration, which is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. For those of you who are into social media, we ask that you would go and search Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. Check out their Facebook page and not only like and share is what we encourage you to do. Also, Lucille Ron is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HIPVO. HIPVO exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education, mental services, peer groups, and motivational seminars, providing a supportive environment to honor veterans past, current, and future. HITVO has encouraging veteran apparel available that makes you proud to be a veteran. For more information, we ask that you visit Lucille Rohn, which is spelled L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E, Dot com. Again, that is LucilleRone.com. So we're going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer as we always encourage you to bow your head. If you are listening with your husband or your wife, grab their hands so we can open up this show the right way with a word of prayer. Amen. And let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just come to you today giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, right now we just come, first of all, just to say thank you, dear yes. God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, dear God. We thank you for starting us on our way. We yes. thank you right now, God, for the things that you have given us and promises that are yet to come, dear God. Yes, Lord, Father God, we just are able to thank you for your faithfulness, for your forgiveness, for yes, your passion God. for your people, thank dear God. You, Father God, as we come to you today, we continue to ask for your intercession, Heavenly Father, in yes, marriages Lord, on the day, dear God that those individuals who may be going through in their relationships, their God, that you would not only help them to go through, but pull them through and bring them out on the other side so that their marriage may speak a word to your word that you have given us, their God. Father God, right now we pray against divorce. We pray against every demonic spirit, Heavenly Father, that will come up against your word, dear God. Father God, we just ask on the day that you would take our cups, Heavenly Father, that we have been pouring out. Sometimes we get ourselves empty and we ask that you just fill us back up heavenly father so that we can continue to pour out your word to your people father god on the day we ask that you would just strengthen our minds our bodies our souls dear god for as we go forth and do your word as we go through these uh, days and times father time sometimes the body and the mind gets weak so we're just asking you on the day dear god to do a new thing in us to renew our minds heavenly father to give us a newness a freshness in ourselves dear god so we can continue this race father god on the day we just continue to pray for unity heavenly father we know that unity starts within a husband and a wife, dear God, that it spreads to the community and hopefully it makes a difference across a nation, dear God. Yes. So we're asking that not only do husbands and wives come together, dear God, but that families come together, that communities come together, that we put aside what's black, white, red, green, or brown, Heavenly yes. Father, and we just see the blood of Jesus in everything that we do. Yes. Father God, we're asking you right now for restoration in our lives, dear God. Yes. We're asking for restoration from things that have been taken to us from the enemy, dear God. And Father, God, to be specific, we have to get restoration for things that we have given over to the enemy, dear yes, God. And we ask that we put our feet on the enemy's head. We call him defeated right now in the mighty name of Jesus, dear God. Yes, and we ask that right now, dear God, you would continue to strengthen us in all the things that we go through because we know in the end that we have the victory through you in Jesus Christ. Yes, so, Father God, we're asking for you to renew our minds, renew our hearts, Heavenly Father. Give us that strength. We're asking yes, you to peel away uh, the old skin 
dim from our eyes, Heavenly Father. Let us not only be able to see in the natural, but let us be able to see in the spirit, dear God. Let us be able to intercede and have intercessions for individuals through prayer and supplication, dear God. And Father God, right now, we ask that you would just change our tongues, Heavenly Father. Help us to be those individuals that speak life into ourselves and other individuals and not death. So, Father God, as you do this new thing in us, Heavenly Father, we ask that right now that you would treat us like a seed, that you would plant us, dear God, that you would till the ground that you would have us to be in, that you would nourish us once we plant it. And then as you are nourishing us, Heavenly Father, that the good fruit that you would have us to bring to your people would come forth. So, Father God, on today, we just thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're promised, and everything that you're yet going to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And so our motto for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. And then our foundational scripture for our show comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So just to be able to do a recap of last week's show, which was entitled Marriage and Ministry, Marriage and Ministry. And in that particular show, we talked about some of the things that we have to be able to recognize when it comes to a husband and a wife uh, being married and, of course, being in ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we talked about is we have to be able to recognize what comes first. Mm. What comes first? We have to understand that our household, our own Jerusalem, is where our first ministry is at. So we have to make sure that our household is straight before we're able to go out and minister uh, to others. Uh, we also talked about keeping a balance. While we know that the Word of God is important, Uh, There's also a balance that needs to be kept because you have to be able to minister to those individuals, but also you have to be able to minister to yourself and your wife Mm -hmm. to take care of the things that uh, you and your spouse may be going through, the the day-to-day activities that you have to do to keep your household in order. And then one of the things we talked about, and we said a lot on the show, is that you can't be... Uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly giving out, giving out, giving out, that's what God wants us to do. But at the same time, he wants us to be able to have some on reserve for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of ourselves in order to be able to help uh, other individuals. And then one of the biggest things that we really talked about, and it wasn't a knock on the church or anything of that nature, is just the fact that you can't let the ministry overtake your marriage. Amen. You can't let the ministry overtake your marriage. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to pull back Uh, sometimes and recognize where my first ministry is at. Am I going too far with this? Do I need to scale back? Mm -hmm. And we understand that for a lot of individuals involved in ministry, it's hard to do that because you have a heart for the people. Mm -hmm. Well, it's okay to have a heart for the people, but you also have to have a heart for yourself. And so what we encourage individuals to do is just be able to sit back and take a good look at your marriage and at your ministry and find out where does that balance need to be at. And I know my wife made some really good comments about, you know, sometimes we have a high expectation of ourselves when it comes to marriage and ministry, but sometimes it's even greater than that to the individuals that we're ministering to. Mm. And it's like they want you to continue to pour, continue to pour, continue to pour, and they may not realize themselves that you may get drained trying to help them. Mm. So it's very vital to just recognize 
uh, when you may need some self-care, not only for your marriage, but self-care so that you can continue in your ministry as well. That is so true. And so today's topic, we want to let you know that, you know, we hope that it will be two shows, but we're going to be um, pointing one show at the husbands, focusing on the husbands, and the other one is going to be focusing on the wives. And so today, of course, we're going to start with the husbands. And today's topic is husbands, you want the title, but not the responsibility. And so keep in mind that we are not um, ganging up on the husbands because next week is going to be the wife's turn. And so what we purpose to do with this show is we are going to go strictly to scripture. We'll give our little commentation, what we think, you know, commentate just a little bit. Um, but we're going to pull the scriptures of what the word of God says, really exergy in the text of how, you know, the responsibility according to the word of God, not the word of man, but the word of God. And so keep in mind, that views expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management, or other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And so our marriage question of the day is going to be what, according to the Bible, are the basic responsibilities for households? And mm -hmm. so our marriage monies with the King's disclaimer, it reads as follows. Please keep in mind that although we're counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Mm -hmm. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of the supporters who contact us designed to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. Mm -hmm. No information is shared on our show based on our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriage, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. Mm. And so, once again, today's topic is husbands, you want the title, but not the responsibility. Hmm. And with that, the marriage question of the day, once again, what, according to the Bible, are the basic responsibilities for husbands? Once again, what, according to the Bible, are the basic responsibilities for husbands? So we encourage you, you know, this is going to be one of those shows if you want to jot down the scriptures that we say, because we know we'll be reading them and, you know, kind of going through them. But if you want to jot them down, go back and do a Second Timothy 2.15 study to show yourselves approved, you know, get what God has given you out of the scriptures on a deeper level. We encourage you to do that. And so I would say first up, you know, because we like to talk to um, speak to singles as well. So single and married individuals, you know those who are engaged. But for singles, I wanted to start off with Proverbs um, chapter 18, verse 22. Some of these scriptures for those of you who were brought up in the ministry and are in the ministry will sound very familiar. But for the single guys, for the single men, it says, whoso findeth, and I'm reading from the KJV, a wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. And so to kind of get an understanding the way that I take that, you know, Men, you, you are the pursuers, okay? You are the pursuers. You find a wife. Now, there are many instances where we have heard where the women have chased after the men. They have, you know, proposed to the men and whatever to each their own. But according to the scriptures, it says he, which I'm taking to be male, whosoever finds a wife, he that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtain the favor from the Lord. And so apply that to your marriage. Were you the pursuer ladies or were you allow were you allowing yourself you were doing the things and learning the things to be a wife and allowed yourself to be found or were you the one pursuing 
him and now you wonder maybe why your marriage is not flowing like it should i'm mm. just asking sorry not trying to sorry not sorry okay miss king no that, that's good <laughs> and and i want to really just get individuals to to really be able to understand that when it comes to the role of the husband we have to go back to the very beginning we're, we're talking yes. about genesis when yes. adam was in uh the garden alone god recognized that every other uh, creature, every other animal had a mate except for man. Mm -hmm. And so we know that he caused a great sleep to fall upon him. He took one of his ribs and therefore he created Eve. And so from that particular point, I want to go here um, to 1 Corinthians 11 chapter, the third verse. Okay. And it says, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. Yes. The head of a wife is her husband mm. and the head of Christ is God. Okay. So I think one of the first things that men have to understand is that with this responsibility to marriage, your first responsibility is to recognize your role as a leader. Oh, in, another, in other words, leadership is your responsibility. Yes. God come gave on. Adam specific instructions and said, this is what you will do. This is what you won't do. Mm -hmm. He didn't give it to the woman first. Oh, come on. Come on now. Come and so on. he gave those basic uh, responsibilities to that of the male. Mm -hmm. And so with that, we have to understand that sometimes we have to recognize our role so that we can be an effective leader. Mm. So um, I like to use a lot of analogies. So think about <laughs> if, if you like basketball. Mm. We know that, yes, the, the coach is on the sideline calling specific plays, mm. but the person that's really kind of orchestrating everything on the court is the point guard. Okay. He brings the ball down the floor. He calls the plays. He has to know where that first pass has to go to. Mm. He has to know what position people have to be in. He has to have uh, his eyes across the floor to say, if I'm going to the hole, when do I dish this off to someone else or do mm -hmm. I take this particular shot? And so with that, recognizing what your role is as being a leader will help you be able to prioritize things in your relationships as a husband. Okay. So th that takes me to the next one. You have to be able to prioritize. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to prioritize. And one of the things that I think a lot of husbands have an issue with uh, these days and times is that we don't prioritize very well. Okay. So when God gave Adam specific instructions, there were some things that um, he wanted Adam to be able to do mm. and also not do. Okay. And so sometimes uh, when we get taken off of our track, we, we get out of focus. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll forget about that prioritization and realize that, hey, I need to put some um, emphasis somewhere else. And we didn't prioritize things the right way. Mm. So in our, in our uh, relationships, we have to understand that our first prioritization our first prioritization is to our wives. Okay. And the Bible clearly states, and I, I, I want to uh, paraphrase this. I believe it's Ephesians uh, fifth chapter, the thirty-first verse. Uh, kind of goes back to that. Uh, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of times, husbands, one of the reasons why we want that. Uh, title, but not the responsibility. We really don't want to cleave where we're supposed to. Oh my God. Okay. Come we we want to have that individual that we can say is our wife 
and but we don't want to really cleave to that individual mm -hmm. instead of making the two become one we're out there trying to bounce around doing all this other good stuff mm, 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 so mm. we have to get our priorities straight because as a leader if you don't know how to prioritize how are you going to get somebody to follow you to achieve a certain goal lord i'm about to run around i'm about to take off come on mr king okay Woo, jesus okay so this just in <laughs> you can say, as as the old folks used to say, from the Holy Ghost, this just in, hot off the presses, as our bishop used to say. The reason why most of our marriages are not working is because we are living our marriage according to man and not according to the word of God. Mm. So I would encourage, as you know, you all are listening, ask yourself, because for some reason, especially in the most recent year of us doing Marriage Mondays with King, Kings, um, examine thine self. So ask yourself, honestly, don't point the finger at your husband. Don't point the finger at your wife. Ask yourself if your marriage is operating according to the word of man or the word of God. Are you trying to make it in a sense, do what it do instead of allowing God's word to really, you know, permeate in your marriage? And so to even verify that, as you are asking, you know how the word of God talks about your fruits, your fruits, not that we're perfect. All of our fruit probably don't look good, shiny, and you want to eat it and things like that. But what is your marriage uh, showing? What is the fruits? What is it that your children are seeing? You know what I'm saying? What What is people able to see from the outside coming in when it comes to your marriage? So, Miss King, I want to ask this question because I got a feeling somewhere. I just feel it in my spirit that somebody is asking this question. They're probably, you know, yelling at the radio or the electronic devices we speak. So, I hear a husband saying, I am trying to be the head of my house, but my wife won't let me. Mm. What would you say to that, sir? I think the, the key thing is to be able to communicate in, a, in an effective manner. Uh, if you're trying to be the head and that wife will not let you do that, the best thing for you to do, number one, is to pray about it. Yes. Pray Amen. about the situation. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I think it would be wise to approach the spouse and don't come at it from a husband's standpoint that I need to tell her where I'm supposed to be at. Take it to the word. Mm, you can't refute on. the word. Yes, God. Come you can't on. refute the word. Mm. And so when you can go to those Bible scriptures and, and, and go to that individual and correct them in love, asking God to permeate their heart and change their heart and change their mind and realize that if a man is not leading the family, mm -hmm. then in which direction is the family going? Because you are outside of the will of God. Come on. Come and on. So come on. One of, the, one of the things I'll, I'll share with you, and I've seen this done a number of times, and our pastor um, had showed us this in an illustration at one point. Okay. And what he did was he gave individuals um, an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And the biggest umbrella that there was was the umbrella of God because God is supposed to be first. Mm -hmm. The next biggest umbrella was that of the man mm. in a family. Okay. And from that point down, the wife had an umbrella, the kids had an umbrella, um, all the way down to the youngest child. Mm -hmm. Now, when God has you covered and you're falling up under him, everything is in order. So when the storm comes, no one's getting wet. Mm. But if that spouse, that wife takes her umbrella and tries to put it over the man, mm. it's not big enough. Someone's going to get wet. Hmm. 
If he takes his umbrella down and, and she tries to cover where he was supposed to be at, then she's getting wet, he's getting wet, and the kids are getting wet. Hmm. So we have to understand that we have to keep things in the natural order that God wanted it to so that we are covered. Hmm. And I think a lot of times families, um, relationships, people have things that are brought up on them that probably shouldn't happen for the simple fact that they're not covered in the proper manner. Mm-hmm. And so this is no different than you sending your kids out the door to go to school and you're saying, boy, it's 40 degrees out there. Where's your hat on your head? Mm-hmm. The head has to be covered come on so that now. the rest come of the on. body can be regulated. Yes, God, come on, man. We're about to end this show right here, Jesus. Okay, so... <laughs> Woo! Okay, that was amazing. So, First Timothy, um, chapter five, verse eight. So, I'm going to talk about provide. You know, a a husband is to provide. Now, I'm gonna read this scripture, and then I'm gonna ask a question just to make us think. So, again, First Timothy chapter five, verse eight, in the King James Version, read: But if any provide not for his own and especially, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. He hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. See, because a lot of times when it comes to reading scriptures, we'll just read a little part. We don't read the whole thing, but the whole thing applies to us. You see what I'm saying? And so, of course, when it comes to a husband, a lot of people think about providing. He needs to be a provider for his home. And the word of God says, if he's not providing, he's worse than an infidel. But I will ask this question for those. Some may say a husband providing is having a job. He's out there, he's working, he's, uh, as they say, bringing, bringing home the bacon for the wife to cook it up, as the old folks used to say. But what is your definition of providing? Husband and wives, have you ever had this conversation? Wives, have you ever had the conversation of what you view a husband providing for the home being? Okay. Um, If you have not, you may want to have that conversation because we have to understand what me and my husband see as my husband providing for our home is it's maybe totally different for you in your home. And what we tend to do is we tend to kind of standardize things. Now, for my husband, being a country boy from East Texas and the way that he was raised in his upbringing, providing baby providing to you is what I don't want to speak for you providing to you is what? And and the way I was kind of raised, the way that I see things is being a provider, it carries, uh, it covers a lot of different topics. Number one, uh, yes, it has to do with that job, being able to go out and work in some shape, form or fashion so that you're bringing some type of income uh, to the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times people get stuck right there. But being a provider also means that you're doing things around your own house. Come on. You know, you may have to keep the. The, the yard mode, keep the vehicles running. Uh, sometimes you may even have to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, uh, raised that way, I go out and I hunt, I fish. And so I'm bringing in different things. But also being a provider, I think if you break it down a little bit more, sometimes you being the head of the house, you may have to be the person that provides that word Mm-mm. that keeps those Come individuals on. within that household together. Come on, yes. let's get together and pray at dinner time when we sit down and, and eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, providing goes a, a lot of different ways. 
And so what we have to understand is to to be a provider means to gather things and give it to other individuals, Mm -hmm, whether mm -hmm. you gather it and give it to your family. Mm. And so, you know, it's good because as you were saying that, and I mean, we may not, I don't know, because we're coming up already on a commercial break. We may not get through this. This may be a part two because, you know, Lord knows we don't want to rush through the word of God um, and how it should be applied to our life. However, you know, this is something where I think a lot of people get caught up too. And baby, you said something that was really amazing. You know, as a husband, you're providing and you're providing for your own home. Mm-hmm. Now, I may be an individual to where I look to somebody else and their marriage and say, oh, that husband is sorry because he's not providing. And so who am I? to say what that husband is or not doing for that home, for what I see from the outside. You know what I'm saying? And so I say that to say we we have to be careful because we do not know what is going on for that household for that season, what it is that the husband and wife, um, the husband and wife had agreed upon for their home and their marriage. And so I'll give a really good example for those who serve in the military. The wife may be in the military. The husband may not be, you know what I'm saying? So a prime example, when we were stationed in Germany, you know, it wasn't like it was too many jobs that you can go out and get when you're in a foreign country. There are jobs, but they're not too many. So maybe they had little children and, and maybe the agreement in their home was, okay, now while we're here in Germany stationed for these two or three years, maybe four years, you know, the wife is going to do her military duty. The husband is going to do the providing in the home. He's going to take care of the kids. He's going to do the teacher conferences and whatever and he's going to make sure the home is straight and the vehicles are kept up, whatever their their agreement was for that home. And so sometimes we get caught up by what we see and say that the provisions are not being made, that the husband is not providing, but that may not be their agreement for their season. However, let's bring it back around. We need to sweep around our own front porch and see what is done, done in our home. You see what I'm saying? Quit trying to look at what everybody else is doing because your situation uh, is messed up and you need to look at your own home. Get your own house in order. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. sorry. No, no, that's good. <laughs> and, and a part of, uh, I think, one of the roles of, of a husband, you know, my wife was talking about providing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'll take it another step. One of the other roles that a man has to do for his family in that leadership position, that responsibility is to protect. Mm. So hmm. there's a lot of different ways, just like providing can be broken down in a lot of different ways. Protecting can be broken down in a lot of different ways, too. Uh, one of the things that God has given man, and it's no knock on women, uh-huh. is uh, most men have a stronger physical um, aspect than women do. In other words, they're a little stronger uh, physically. Uh-huh. Uh, and so if God made man first and then gave him a help meet, mm-hmm. then one of the things that I believe that a man should do is to be able to protect his family in a physical nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Protect your family in a speaker, uh, in a, in a uh, physical nature. And so sometimes that may mean someone says something to your wife or your children. You have to stand up for them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying we incite violence, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes we have to fight back to protect what is ours because the enemy will use himself or others in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading something one time where um, a specific family uh, the way that they set the rules in their family is that they try to take turns and everything. Mm. So, you know, husband heard a noise outside one night and was like, oh, that's a noise outside. Baby, go check it out. And she was like, well, why me? He said, because I got up and did it the last time. Mm. Hmm. 
out of order. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, and, and this is just me, mm-hmm. I hear a noise outside. I already done got the gun out the box, and I'm, I'm going towards that noise mm-hmm. because I don't want anything to attack my family, to evade our privacy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to understand when we have to be on the defensive part or even take the offensive stance, uh, so we take up that defensive position so that we protect our family. Mm-hmm. How many times have we, as men, allowed the enemy to come in and we knew that they were coming mm, and we're on. waiting on the spouse to go check out the noise when come you should on. have been checking it out uh, from the get go. Mm. Uh, another part of protecting your family. And I talked about it a little bit before about in that provide aspect is being able to protect your family. Uh, I'll say from an emotional standpoint, mm. you know, sometimes other individuals say things to people uh, within our family, our husbands, our, our, our wives, our children, and we don't do anything. We just kind of blow it off. Sometimes we have to be able to speak life into our our spouses and to our children so that we're covering that emotional aspect of it. Because if you think that people will break into your home and kill you physically, the same thing can be done with words. The same Mm -hmm. thing can be done in the spirit. So husbands, we have to protect from a 360 perspective. We just can't say, well, I'm just going to use my brute strength. And then you don't uh, rely on the strength of the Lord through prayer, Mm. through fasting and things of that nature. We have to cover it from a full blown perspective. And that goes from a theological, theological standpoint as well. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to bring that word. We have to be in prayer for our families so that the enemy doesn't come up against us. I think it's time out for everyone sitting up saying, well, you know what? I'm just going to be the man and I'm going to drive the car and make sure that they have the house, but you're not hitting the things that are really important. You couldn't have the house if you didn't have the blessings of the Lord by being in order. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So baby, do you think this is a good time just to take a commercial break? And then go on ahead and get back into this in a second second. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. Okay, okay. So at this time, you know, we always take a break. Uh, We want to be able to thank those individuals who support Marriage Mondays with the Kings. And so we want to start out in Newport Beach, California. We want to send a big shout out to Haley Hill. Haley Hill of Newport Beach, California. Yes. And also to Liliana Wolf of Coral Gables, Florida. Hmm. So Liliana, thank you so much for supporting Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Mm -hmm. And then we want to send a big shout out to Tia Korea of Causeway Bay, Hong Kong. Causeway Bay. Causeway Bay, Hong Kong. So Tia, thank you so much for listening in and being a supporter of Marriage Mondays uh, with the Kings. But not only to those three individuals who support us, for for everyone who supports Marriage Mondays with the Kings and KRGN uh, 98.5 FM and all the many hosts and different shows that are on that particular station. We want to send a big shout out to all of you and say thank you so much for supporting what God has ordained, what God has put in place so that his people continue to get fed through KRGN 98.5 FM, The Rock. And so uh, we also like to do wedding announcements uh, from here uh, time to time. And so to Darius and Lorisha Moore. Uh, they were married on March 16th, uh, 2019. Woo! So we just want to say congratulations. Yes. Uh, we were supposed to be there, but uh, due to some unforeseen things, we, we weren't able to make it. But we just want to be able to be in prayer for you guys. We're, we're so happy that you're uh, making that union and let God be in the center of that Amen. union. And we just ask that God continues to bless you and your union for many years to come. Amen. And so now our anniversaries. Uh, Everyone knows we know uh, we love to do anniversaries here on the show. So we're going to start off in Clarksville, Tennessee, and to to Daryl and Alicia Brown, married 13 years on the 10th of March. 13 years. Congratulations. And so to Patrick and Tasha Purifoy, 
of Colleen, Texas, married 21 years on the 14th of March. Yes. Amen. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, guys. And so to Rob and Shanika Greenleaf of Fort Meade, Maryland, married seven years on the 17th. Yes. Ooh, and Bryson and Holly Rush of Cabot, Arkansas, married three years on March the 18th. Yes. And then yeah. last but not least, to Ellis and Brown Wiggins of Hawaii, married 13 years, 13 years. on the 18th as well. Mm. And so there are a lot of double digits there. There are some single digits, but this is what we always say when it comes to marriages. If you're in the single digits, keep living, keep pushing forward for your marriage so that you can't get in those double digits. If yes. you're in those double digits, don't let life tell you that you can't be married longer than 20, 34, 40, 50, 60 years. I read an article the other day where there were a couple, I think they've been married over 70 years. Oh my God. 70 years of marriage. And I know we mentioned about one before, and I th- I'm going to say the same thing that I said now, I mean, then, right now, is when did they get married? I know, right? I, <laughs> when they was two? Whoa. <laughs> but what we're trying to get you to see is, you know, the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, when you let God too. bless your marriage and you follow his words and you're, you're in prayer and supplication, that you know your marriage can be extended out from what a normal person would say would be 10 20 30 years into something that's 60 70 or 80 mm-hmm. we just let, have to let christ be the center of that continue to live by the uh rules the guidelines the commandments of the bible not by man and that will definitely increase out the length and term of your marriage amen and so we're going to go ahead and we are going to move forward we have been doing a marriage couple of the week a marriage couple of the week and the reason why we're doing this is because you know society likes to um in a sense, kind of make it seem like marriage is worthless. Marriage doesn't last, you know. Of course, everything against what God has created. And so we just want to encourage you by these marriage couples of the week. And so this week, the married couple of the week is Sean and Corvette Bennett of Harker Heights, Texas. This couple has been married um, actually 21 years. They celebrated uh, recently, here recently on March the 20th. They are the parents of two beautiful children, um, a son and a daughter who are grown. And this couple is just simply amazing because, you know, they get into the community They support, like when their children were in school, one thing that I thought was amazing is, baby, they will support them children and not only support their own children, but they would support other children, Mm -hmm. you know. And then the thing that I like about it, too, is when they meet new people and, you know, we don't just bring everybody into our house, but when they meet new people and the people on the up and up, what they'll do is they will invite them into their home and you know they have like game time and they really show the importance of family you know right there in their own home so when you enter into their home it's like you become a part of the family you know you respect their home they respect you and then they show you they don't realize I don't think that they do this but they show you what you know, family game time and spending time and bonding with your family is like so much so that we know that when our children grow up, for the most part, when you get at your parents' house, you want to just be grown and do what you want to do, you know, but their children love returning home. They love the uh, traditions. The Bennett's are big about building traditions. They love the traditions and look forward to the traditions that, that, that Sean and the Corvette Bennett has started within their home. And so we just would like to say congratulations yes, to them. Congratulations, Is there anything guys. you wanted to say? No, you know, just a, a great couple. You know, we, we met them uh, through our children. 
uh, being involved in sports in school. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at high school. Um, friendship developed there. Uh, we started hanging out with one another. Uh, individuals that just have a true heart for people. We attend the event that they do annually every year, mm-hmm. and, and they welcome people in with open arms, make you feel comfortable in their home. They're, they're being an example not only for other couples, but for, for their children that my wife talked about as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just for those two individuals, we just want to say congratulations for being our married couple of the week. Keep pushing forward. Both of those individuals have went through certain struggles in life, and God has brought them through every single time. Yes. And so we're just going to keep them in prayer. Uh, we're going to uh, continue uh, having fellowship with them guys. So, Sean, I haven't forgot. I still owe you around at uh, Top Golf. So we need to get together <laughs> and uh, make that happen again. Yes. And so we're going to go ahead and press forward. Now, as we always do, we encourage you to support your local businesses. You know, I'm going to challenge you to take a step up. Everyone wants to post on social media for those of you who have social media. You know, if there, and I will let you know, and not trying to brag on myself, but that in which we speak, we try to be an example and do as well. So if there is anyone in your local community, a small business that you support, the next time that you go and you patronize them, you go and purchase something from them, I encourage you and challenge you, no matter what it is, or if it's purchasing, if they're realtors, you know, ask them, hey, is it okay if if I take a picture with you and I can share it on my social media, put that out there. You know, that's another form of supporting, you know, just like KRG, if it blesses you, if you're not here in the local area, you're listening around the world as we show it's ha- happening. You're listening in another state. Go and get the logo, screenshot it. You know how to do it and and say a little something. Check in at KRG and 98.5 FM or KRG and FM is how you can search and check in. You know, and say, I was just blessed by this individual who said this. That's how you support and that way, that's also getting the word out so other people may be looking for that same thing, okay? And so we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, but you know, we cannot do that without thanking our spiritual overseas of KRGN, which is Pastor Rodney and First Lady Karen Gilchrist. Um, we thank you so much for your prayers, your support. They happen to be the Pastor and First Lady of Liberty Christian Center in Colleen, Texas. We thank you, uh, sir and ma'am, to... The radio station owners, Mr. Ron and his beautiful wife, Mimi Grace, we cannot say it enough. Thank you for walking out God's vision. Because see, when God calls us to do things and we walk out of his vision, regardless of what everyone else may say, we do not realize how others are blessed, even if the individuals never come back to us and tell us. KRGN is truly a blessing, not only here in Central Texas, but around the world. All the radio personalities, the hosts, the volunteers, those who donate to KRGN, we thank you because KRGN could not be possible without you. If you desire to donate to KRGN, you could feel free. Hey, we have the internet. Google KRGN um, 98.5 FM. It will show you the address. You could send your monetary donations, continue to pray, you know, and things of that nature. We're currently updating the site uh, for mykrgn.com. And so as it's being updated and it's fully updated, 
then we'll go ahead and we will let you know. We encourage you to continue to tell others about the KRGN FM app. All they have to do is download it in their Play Store or you can listen live at www.mykrgn.com um, 24 hours a day, which is very unknown for in, uh, inspirational radio station, gospel music, and things of that nature. So we're going to go ahead and get back into the second segment of our show that is titled Husbands, you want the title, but not the responsibility. Mm, that's good. So, uh, like my wife said, jumping back into this, I want to start off with something that I saw on Facebook and didn't know that we were going to be doing this specific um, title topic for the show, but it, it's going to kind of fit in. I just want you guys to be able to stick with me on this. Okay. Uh, a lot of times in life, individuals want credit or reward for the stuff that they're supposed to do. Come on. So husbands, if you're single uh, and you, you have a girlfriend, if you are single and maybe you have uh, a child uh, that was born out of wedlock, you're, you're not married to that mother. Uh, people say, well, you know, I pay my child support. They want you to act like they're giving them a pat on the back. That's what you're supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. Yes. You know, even in your <laughs> job every day. Uh, people say that, you know, I don't get the recognition for this. I don't get the recognition for that. Your job description gives you the minimum of what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So why is it that people want to do the minimum but get the most when it comes to anything in life mm. for a lot of cases? Mm -hmm. And so this thing that I saw on Facebook almost made me run off the road um, when I was uh, walking on the side of the road. I had my phone up, not paying attention. I almost stepped off on the side of the uh, um, the concrete uh, sidewalk there and it says I'll give credit where credit is due but I'm not going to applaud a fish for swimming mm. we yes, as me. men are supposed to take care of our families mm -hmm. now does that say that we shouldn't get an attaboy or you know people shouldn't appreciate this no mm -hmm. but we shouldn't be doing that just to get an attaboy mm. and, and, and sometimes what happens is we will do that in our families and then it will run over into our jobs, into our hobbies and things of that nature because we don't have our priorities set as to why we're supposed to be doing something. Hmm. And so going to Colossians uh, third chapter 23 through 24, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Mm. We have to quit looking at families like it's something that we are doing on our own. If God is in the center of that, or even if he's not, he's doing something and working something within us. We have to keep working to a point where we understand that we're not just working for our family and working for ourselves. We're doing things for the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need to work on our jobs like it's for the Lord. It's not for that person that may be paying your paycheck. Mm -hmm. Because that person can decide, you know, you're fired right now. Mm -hmm. Pack up your stuff and go. And God can open up and put you into a totally different position, higher above that person that fired you. That's true. So we need to work and do things heartily as unto the Lord, basically what the scripture is saying, instead of unto man. Yes. We need to prioritize. Mm hmm yeah. Let God be the head of your household and let other things fall into place instead of trying to let man be that individual that you think you get everything from. God holds it all. Mm. And so um, I want to go ahead and I want to read from Colossians chapter 3 verses um, 19. And I'm going to read it in the English Standard Version. It says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Again, husbands love your wife and do not be harsh with them. And so in that it's, it's, it's in a sense, you know, 
talking about love. We know that there are several scriptures that it says what the husband should do in reference to the wife. And so um, this one, Ephesians 5, kind of fall into the same line. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Um, so Ephesians chapter 5, verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, have that loveth his wife, loveth himself. So he who loves his wife loves himself. And so, you know, I can go really, really deep with that. And actually it can go both ways, but I know we're focusing on the husbands today. Husbands, when you love your wife and you know who you marry, you know who she is, she will in turn turn around and love you. So as the scriptures say, that which you sow, you shall reap. That goes both ways. But if you get to the point to where you say, well, I'm not going to love. And see, this is this is yet when we talk about these specific subtopics, love and provide and the order of the home, ask yourself and ask, ask your spouse, husbands, I encourage you, ask your wife. What does love look like to you? What is your definition of love? Okay? Because love to her may be you buying her material possessions, whatever, whatnot. Um, love to me, you know, with my husband is when my husband protects, when he provides in things like that. So it looks totally different to individuals because we have to understand what was they shown as love growing up in their home or in their upbringing. Nine times out of 10, what they viewed as love may be totally different from what you viewed. Maybe you grew up with the husband, with the mom and the dad that was loving. They were nurturing. They were supportive. They were at your events. Maybe your wife didn't have that. Maybe she just grew up with big mama who was older. She didn't get the love of parents because they wasn't there. You see what I'm saying? And that can go either way. So ask the question. Don't automatically assume that love is the heart with cupids in a bow and arrow. No, that's what man say love is. Ask your spouse and then that way you can love each other when you understand how your husband or your wife define and see love. That's good. And so as we've talked about these different things um, on the topic of uh, husbands wanting uh, the title but not the responsibility, uh, just a quick recap. We talked about leadership, recognizing that role, prioritizing so that we know where our priorities are set forth when it comes to our our families. Uh, Husbands recognizing that we need to provide, that we need to protect. Uh, the thing that I want to go into now is that, and, and I kind of hit on it a little earlier, is we have to understand, husbands, that as we emulate things for our children, mm-hmm. we're kind of showing them how they're going to set up their families a lot of times. Mm. So we have to understand the things that we're showing them in our relationship, they may be pulling from that to put their things together mm-hmm. when they get married. Okay. And so what you want to do is raise up that child in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they don't depart from it. Mm-hmm. And so you're helping them set a foundation. So sometimes we have to ask ourselves the questions, uh, what foundation have we set for ourselves and mm. what foundation have we set for our children? Mm-hmm. Now, taking it a, a step deeper. Understand that anytime you say that you want to be the head of anything, you're automatically putting yourself in the forefront of danger. Okay. When you are a commander uh, of troops on the battlefield, uh, a lot of times that person is out front first. Mm -hmm. If you remember a lot of times when you talked about uh, when we used to play cowboys and Indians, the Indian chief was out front sometimes leading the party and then sometimes would fall back. A lot of leaders on the forefront of a battle. Mm-hmm. So when you say that you want that title but not the responsibility, 
you have to understand that wanting that title says I'm out front. The enemy is coming after me first because if the enemy takes yes. out the, the head, the rest of the body falls. Mm-hmm. So you can't decide that you want to be a leader and, and, and try to be weak. Mm. You can't decide that you want the title and not the responsibility because when the, the fiery darts of Satan start flowing towards you, you won't want to pass that responsibility off to your wife. Yes. You don't want somebody else stepping in in your role that you're supposed to be doing. Now, that doesn't say that we don't get some help. Mm-hmm. That don't say that we don't be on our knees in prayer. That doesn't say that we band together as Christians to fight certain attacks and pray against certain things. But as a husband, you have to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. You have to be able to take the lead. And so one of the things that I I equate that to now when we say that a lot of husbands want the title but not the responsibility. My wife said this a long time ago, and I'm just going to have to steal it, piggyback off of it from a little bit. Um, (laughs) She had said this about uh, a specific um, uh, thing that we had saw in a relationship. And she said this, and it's so profound. Some people just like the idea of being married. Mm -hmm. They like the idea of being married, but they don't want to do all those other things it takes to get to that strength, Mm -hmm. that level of deep companionship, love and intimacy in a relationship. Mm -hmm. They just say, well, my husband's providing for me. And the husband may say, well, I've got my wife. I've got the car I want. The kids are doing good in school. I just want everything to look good. But they're not really willing to put in the work and effort it takes to really keep that marriage alive. Mm. And even in today's society, we talk about uh, kids and um, the things that are being given to them. They're not earning something. Everyone Mm. plays a a sport and everybody gets a participation trophy. But if you look at it, (laughs) where did they get it from? I don't Mm. think the kids jumped up and said, hey, do this. It was probably parents, adults. So what are we teaching our kids? Mm. And so what we have to understand is that we can't have a title and expect all those things to come along with that title to fall into place. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to stand on our foundation first, live up to the name and the responsibilities and everything we're supposed to do. And then when you wear that title, it means something to you. Mm. It means something to you. And for a lot of individuals, I feel that the, the role of a husband and the title of a husband doesn't really mean a lot. Yes. It doesn't mean a lot. It has to mean something to you. You know, if, if you go out and play a sporting event and at the end of the sporting event, you didn't even come off the bench. You didn't play at all. You really weren't a member of that team. And then they name you the MVP. Does that really make sense? Mm. Or is the MVP that person really went out and put everything in it to help the whole team win? That's true. And that's what that husband is. The husband should be the MVP of that family. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm going to back off the husbands just a tad bit okay. and get back to what my wife was saying uh, the question she asked me earlier about a man whose wife won't let him wouldn't let him lead. Mm-hmm. Since you won't let him lead, one, are you willing to be the person in the forefront that takes everything that comes at you from the enemy, mm. that takes everything that comes at you from the world, that takes everything that comes at you from society and the things that they say and do? On the second part of that, are you willing to stand before Christ and says, I didn't allow my husbands to be the head. So everything that happened to me and my children, that's on me. Mm. Wow. That's on me. So she's out of the will of God, according to the scripture. And so with that, I'm going to jump back to the men now. You're going to be in that same position. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's true. So my suggestion is this. Not everybody is capable of being a great leader. Mm -hmm. Some people are born with innate leadership capabilities. But guess what? It is something that can be learned. Yes. And I think binding together with other Christians, binding together with other men that have like similarities, that can teach you certain things, that's not going to look down on you and say, oh, you can't figure this out. Uh -uh. It's not about that. It's about how can I pick you up so that everybody wins at the game. Mm. And I think that's one thing that society has lost is that we've all kind of separated and went in our own bubble. Yes. Whereas before in the past, you know, uh, some of the elders would pull the young men around, but hey, let me talk to y'all young bucks for a minute. Mm -hmm. let, let me tell you what you do. Let me tell you what's going to be successful. And not only did they tell us but those individuals heard and they were able to practice that. And mm -hmm. I think nowadays what a lot of men do is they don't want nobody telling them nothing. Yes, because I, I got it. I'm working it out. But in reality, you're not because it's evident in your marriage and your, your Precisely. family. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to do is we have to have a ear to listen. Uh, even the Bible says that you just can't be hearers. You got to be doers, doers as well. Yes, yes. And so when people are giving you that word, sometimes don't take offense to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe the individual is trying to help you. But if you stay in prayer, if you uh, ask God to intercede on certain things, to ask you to give him the sights to look past just the natural into the spiritual, you can tell when someone's really trying to help you out, when someone's trying to be hurtful to you. Mm. So men. We just have to get it together. And I'm not knocking men. What I'm trying to do is build individuals up. According to the word of According God. According to the word. Yes. And it says, husbands, you want the title but not the responsibility. And I'll just show you, I'll share with you and be a little transparent with me. Mm -hmm. My father wasn't in my life. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out how to be a husband in a sense on my own. Mm -hmm. And the trial and error thing was just like, whoa, time out, man. I'm tired of winning here, failing here, doing this and doing that. And it wasn't until I really got to a point where I met an individual that said, hey, you're a great man of God. Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're trying your best. You've had some knockdowns. You've had this. Hey, come spend some time with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And me and this individual, his name was Mike, pulled me together, put me on the basketball team, got me back in the church, uh, showed me how to play drums. Uh, we spent a lot of times just like Bible study in his house and that propelled me to be the individual that I am now. Mm -hmm. And now that doesn't go to say that I haven't had shortcomings, that I haven't failed at a lot of things, that I messed up some things. We're all going to do that. But the thing is, can you get back up and keep fighting? Wow. That's amazing. And you know what? It was something that you said, baby, when you was, you know, sharing about you growing up without a father in the home. Um, one of the marriage mornings with the Queens videos that I did on this week. Um, and I won't specify the individual's name. I really don't remember it off the top of my head, but something that that husband shared was powerful. And he had said that, um, his dad was present in the home. He grew up with, let me say it like this. He grew up with his dad in the home, but his dad was not present. And so some fathers slash husbands, yes, you are in your home. You're making sure, like my husband was saying, you're providing, you know, you got the house, you got the white picket fence and all these other things, but you're not present in your home. Mm. And so the example that this, um, this, this husband gave is he said that his dad would come in after getting off of work and he would go straight into the room and he would close the door. The only time that the dad would come out is when he was going somewhere. Some husbands and fathers, you do the same thing. You come home, you get into that TV or you get into that social media, you check out. You don't even engage with your, your wife. You don't engage with your children. And what he shared is that he, he realized that he was doing the exact same thing that his dad was doing. Mm. 
and something that he didn't like when he was growing up as a child because the dad didn't interact he was doing the exact same thing but i'm going to go on to first timothy chapter 3 verse 2 and i'm going to read it from the english standard version you know as we are continuing on with this topic it reads therefore an overseer must be above reproach the husband of one wife sober-minded self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach and that's first timothy three and two husbands and i would encourage as a wife instead of you comparing yourself with every other husband out there why don't you compare yourself according to the word of god allow the word of god to be a checklist for you as just like first timothy three and two okay Hopefully and prayerfully, you know, you are the husband of one wife. Ask yourself, are you sober-minded? Are you self-controlled? Are you respectable? Are you hospitable? Are you able to teach? Because you have to be able to teach in your home, teach your sons, teach your daughters, teach your, your wife. Are you doing these things? So quit, uh, you know, comparing yourself to other men in the world because they're trying to do the same thing, you know, as you do. But, but use the Bible as a checklist. To ask yourself, are you doing the things according to God and not according to man? That's good. And so uh, we talked about that marriage question of the day. What according to the Bible are the basic responsibilities uh, for husbands? Uh, we, we said that number one, leadership, uh, recognizing that role, prioritizing, providing, protecting. And there's other things that comes along with that. But those four right there are probably the basis and the foundation uh, for a man uh, to recognize what his responsibilities are to have that title of husband uh, in that relationship. That's uh -huh. so why I thought of the week reads as follows. Husbands, your role in marriage has nothing to do with your ability. Uh -huh. Leadership in marriage at its core is about obedience to God. And that comes from internationaltoday.com. Uh -huh. Once again, husband, your role in marriage has nothing to do with your ability. Leadership in marriage at its core is about obedience to God. Mm. So what do you think about that? You know, this, this, um, our quote of the week as a husband. The, the, the simple thing that I can say is nobody is perfect. No okay. man is perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when it says that, you know, your role has nothing to do with your ability, uh, a lot of people aren't born with certain abilities, but they can learn certain things. Yes. Um, you know, Michael Jordan wasn't birth and then all of a sudden he just uh, went out on the basketball court and uh dunked the ball mm -hmm. uh, jumped from the free throw line or mm -hmm. shot a three-pointer did his fall away he didn't even make his high school basketball team but he ended up being great in the end yes. so what i would tell individuals is that if you've got things down now hey you're there mm -hmm. keep it going mm -hmm. if you haven't arrived at that point and you think that you have some flaws which we all do or you think you're not at that uh, part of being a great husband, then keep practicing. Mm -hmm. Keep mm. it being in your word. Hang around some godly fathers. Pick up some little tips and, and tricks that maybe those individuals have had that have gotten them through in their relationships as being ahead of their families and see if they may be applicable for you. Mm -hmm. we, we can't just say, well, I wasn't born with that and just give up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. And, and I think that the other part of that is that, you know, ask yourself the question, how hungry are you? Mm. How hungry are you for your family, for, for, for the things that they want to do? Because when you get hungry, you will go through everything that you can until you find something to eat. You'll wow. get up, you'll go to the kitchen, you'll go to the pantry. Well, if it ain't nothing there, I'm going to get in the car and go to McDonald's. That line is too long. I'm going to pop over here. Why don't we do the same thing with our families? Mm, that's good. 
So that concludes our show on today. Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. Lucille Rohn, who is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HITVO, H-I-T-V-O. If you would like further information about this organization, please feel free to visit the website at L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E.com. That's LucilleRone.com. We have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration, which is a Facebook page that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life. Go search, like, and share their content. Now, as we promised, on next week, we would like for you to join us back Monday, April the 1st, as we will be discussing wives. You want that ring and that wedding, but not that responsibility. Oh, yes, we will keep it equal opportunity up in here. The question of the day will be, what, according to the Bible, are the basic responsibility for wives? We will do the same thing. We're going to break down the scriptures, get really into the text and exergeate. If you have any radio show um, topics or you have any marriage questions or engaged, single, whatever, please feel free to contact us via our Facebook page, Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Our Instagram page is also Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Our Twitter handle, you can search us out at, at symbol K-E-N-Y-A-N-S-H-A-N. Email us at marriagemondays at mykrgn.com or our YouTube channel. Please don't forget about that, which is also Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We highly encourage you to join us back on next week. Tell a friend or two about us. Meet us back next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM. The The Rock. Rock.